Hey. Hi. A lot of people always ask you what your favorite vaporizer is. They sure do. What is your favorite vaporizer? Well, David, for, for concentrate, yeah. my favorite vaporizer hand down is um, the Source Orb by Source Vape. Ooh, that sounds kind of cool, Orb. It looks cool. It's futuristic. And um, that's the bad boy I take whenever I go really anywhere and I have concentrates on me. Um, so when we went to Kendrick Lamar, I brought two of them because I just happened to have two. Gave one to Abby. I got very baked before Which, the show. Does that get you as high as when you bust a fat dab? Uh, yeah, for sure. That's amazing. It is amazing. So, um, yeah, these are a great little device. These like portable concentrate vaporizers, especially if you're buying really high quality concentrate, mm -hmm. um, that isn't prepared with any sort of solvents or that kind of stuff. Then you're warming and burning it, um, in the source orb, which also isn't using any sort of like gross chemical nastiness or gas or anything like that um gets super hot anyway they're very um high tech looking my favorite thing about them is the actual power unit the piece of the vaporizer that has like the power piece or whatever yes is separate from the atomizer um the mouthpiece the place where you put your concentrate um and that's really nice because you have usually end up having problems with the power part, right? Yeah. Another awesome thing about is the life of the battery. It lasts crazy long, doesn't it? It does. Unlike some other vapes that you've tried. So I can charge it and leave it in my purse for several days. And um, often I actually forget to turn it off. And it's fun. <laughs> It's fine. Love it. Where, it. where do you get these things at? Go to sourcevapes.com. They have an amazing product suite, is what I like to call it when I'm feeling fancy. Um, they have all sorts of different kinds, including like e-nails. So if you're looking for a portable way to bust fat dabs, um, these emails are awesome. And they're beautiful. They're very, very well made. They're super badass looking. Um, they have this really cool case that the atomizer like goes in. So this is like the mouthpiece and all that. It's all magnetized. So you're not like screwing something um, open and shut, you know? It's Easy just, to like, handle. Clips on. It's very cool. It's it's rad. And they have all these like futuristic um, finishes like chrome and metal-y finishes. They're badass. I like, I love mine. So I love the source orb so much. I put it in the upcoming Stoner Mom Essentials box that will be coming out. So that's just another testament to how much I truly do love this option for using concentrates um, without having to find my torch, get out a can of butane, none of that stuff. Yep. Check them out. Sourcebapes.com. Enjoy. I'm gonna make love to okay. your woman Let's Lay you down by the fire listeners. You're listening to Mom and Dad are Stoned A podcast for responsible cannabis users I'm the stoner mom from thestonermom.com And I am joined by my co-host, Blavid. 
co-host and husband Blavid. Okay. We are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Blolorado. Yes, we are. Blolorado. Colorful, blolorful, blolorado. What's up, baby? Well, you know, um, not much. We're down here in our beautiful, glorious basement. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't. You haven't taken one drink off your drink that I made for you, have you? I've had two. What do you think of it? Does it taste good? I've got her drinking tonight. How come? Because you asked for it. That's right. <laughs> why did I ask for it? Because you're super nervous. Because tonight, on our wonderful, cool, amazing, award-winning, award-winning podcast, podcast, we are going to have a special guest. We are going to be welcoming Mike. Welcome. Welcoming Mike Hornbeck, owner of High Life Creative, an advertising agency specializing in cannabis marketing, to our wonderful show. How glorious. That's a first for us. It's a milestone. So Mike's- No, we had Abby on. Oh, that's true. We did have Abby, but that was a growcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. So um, I think it's pretty cool, but we're going to do this remotely, which is cool. We are. We are. So anyway. Because we're tech geniuses. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're tech <laughs> fucking geniuses in your face. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, do you want to talk about Patreon corner really quick? Do you want to do, do you shout, out, shout it out to the devil? Shout out. Shout out to the devil? Shout it out. I think that's a song that was like shout. Man, one of the Patreon levels for for last podcast on the left, which yeah. I am a patron for, is, is Satan's Little Helpers, and it makes me laugh every time I <laughs> I can't wait to hear that in the episode. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, so we're going to name them, because that's one of the agreements in our contractual obligation to the patrons. To the Slayers? To the Slayers. Dang. I didn't realize we were beholden to them. Let's go. Chad Terry. Hi, Mom Podcast. <laughs> Catherine. Katie from Australia. Catherine. Beth Ann. Jody. And Megan. What's Welcome. Up? And thank you. And Megan is the newest. And I should have mentioned her last week, but I didn't because I'm stupid. Well, we and hi, about, Mom. We should talk about the hazing process for new yeah. initiates. Yeah, for new, for new initiates who don't get mentioned on the first episode. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly. It. The end. See, so you're like... What the fuck? Didn't I just give him a dollar? What the hell? You did, but hazing. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're part of the cool kids. Now you're cool. You had to go through a week of not being cool, but you are always cool. Anyway, thank you for being our patrons. If you'd like to join us and become patrons, please go to patreon.com forward slash M-A-D-A-S and sign up. One dollar will get you mentioned on the podcast, and you'll get to hear it a day early. Five will get you exclusive behind-the-scenes content, which we just recorded, which is awesome. It is. We talked about our favorite things. Yeah, I thought it was cool. So this week in media time, I'd like to talk about a couple things. I'd like to talk about, first of all, the lesser of the two, which is House of Cards. We started watching it. I have nothing to say about this. I was in the shower the entire time and then I was reading. So I have you got to take it. Take it away, David. Oh, I thought you heard it a little bit. Maybe I did not. Okay, well, then we can't do it. No, you can do All it. All right. Well, I don't really understand what's going on half the time. <laughs> I, I know Kevin Spacey talks to us. Oh, he does break the third wall. I saw that. Yeah. And he um 
That's my, not my va- vibrator. That is my new favorite vaporizer. Right. Well, it's not my, my new favorite because nothing would ever surpass the Mighty. But it's my Man, new favorite. And you love the Mighty. I do. I have never ending loyalty to it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Well, anyway, House of Cards, he, yes, he talks to talks us. to the camera. It's a little unnerving. It is. It's, it's an old ass show. Um, I don't understand what's going on. It's an old ass show. And he's that trying people to make, have loved, and we've just like not. All I know is he's got a reporter. And like some other dude who's like some kind of political guy in his back pocket. I haven't seen the dude at all. Oh, he's the bald dude. Oh, fuck that dude. He thinks he's so cool. He's gross. Uh-huh. I don't like him at all. So all of you who watch House of Cards, you're probably like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> he dies oh, in the next oh, episode. That guy is uh, the president of the United States. <laughs> That's my other thing. Where's the black president? Like, yeah. they just really had to put this in an alternate universe everybody's white at least look i never watched the west wing but i know there was a black president up in there that's right david hall no right? not hall. because it's like it just feels he was weird in, if uh, there isn't like during that time i like that guy he was on 24 yes and then was he the president yeah. in 24 no he was was he the president in 24 i think he might have been. he might have been <laughs> <laughs> which is probably before barack obama mm-hmm. 24 mm-hmm. is old mm-hmm 24 was cool. Let's just talk about 24. I watched 24 <laughs> the entire first season with my ex-boyfriend. You did? In Boulder, who you delivered video games to. I sure did. What a silly story. What a silly story. Yep. Back in my young entrepreneurial days, when I was in my 20s, I worked with a young man to create an online delivery service called Zuvo.com. And we specifically targeted the Boulder area. And you had one customer. And we had one And it turned out to be... (laughs) Catherine's ex-boyfriend. What the hell? And I was always at that house. Yeah. Because I... And, yeah. So I delivered one day, and I remember my nephew and I went and saw the latest Star Wars movie that was out. And um, that day... Binks Jar Jar? Yeah. It was that time. It was that time. And then, um, so I delivered something to that guy's house before we went and saw that guy's house. Yeah. And, um, boom. There you go. Look at that. And then I saw my future wife to be. I was like, I'm 19. Oh my God. (laughs) That's what you said. That's what I said. Oh my God. That's it. Wearing. I'm about to dump this guy. Oh my God. I'm wearing t shirt and (laughs) panties only. Shut up. Stop it. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you weren't wearing that. Okay, anyway. But, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. That's what I'm usually wearing now. Yeah. So so what? Who so cares? What? Who cares? I'm a mom. Yeah. I can wear whatever the hell I want. Whatever you want. That's <laughs> what I usually wear, panties. too. I usually exactly. wear that, too. <laughs> it does not have to mean... You don't have to conjure up any sort of picture Listen. of a woman. Listen. I mean, All yeah. you got to do is try to get a job where you can work from home, <laughs> and then you can wear your t-shirt and panties all the way, like <laughs> me. I refer to my pant- my underwear as my pants. Anyway. <laughs> the next thing I wanted to talk about in media time was something we're also late on, but uh, Catherine played for me Blue Ivy's... <laughs> Rapping debut on Jay Z's latest album, and she's like, "Nama sana hena, hona hona hena, ena hana hena." In my whole life, never seen a ceiling in my whole life. So come on, that was pretty amazing. Obviously, what she's talking about there is that there is no structural mm-hmm. ceiling for her or her future. She will dominate and destroy everything in her path. If she Forever. so chooses. Forever. Because she's Blue Ivy. Yeah, her name's Blue Ivy. So that was her, and people were like, um, Blue Ivy's five, and she already sounds better than Nikki. What do you, oh, 
What? Who said so that? So many people. <laughs> Nicki Minaj? Yes. But we like Nicki Minaj. I like Nicki Minaj. I do too. A lot of people don't like her. I think that's terrible. <gasps> Remember when you hated her? When you saw her at that restaurant on TV? <laughs> I'm, so glad you you like, brought, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> I was like, this lady is was, obscene. She was dancing. <laughs> With Lil Wayne on Instagrammies, and she was like bending over and sticking her fingers between her crotch and wiggling them at the crowd. <laughs> What's God. that supposed to be? Okay, but that was years ago, and now it's like, well, first of all, we fucking love Lil Wayne. <laughs> I know. Now wait, now here we now go. it all makes sense. Turns, like, uh, turns out, I mean, out, wouldn't everybody do that if they were hanging out? Turns out we love Lil Wayne, <laughs> right? <laughs> Poor David. I liked it anyway. I thought it was cool. <laughs> Hey, we're back. Okay, hey, all hey. right. Today's a special episode because today we have Mike Hornback. We have with another us. human. Yeah, and Mike owns a local ad agency called High Life, and it also has a sister agency called Soap Point. And, and you have been? I've been working with Mike at Soap Point and High Life. And yeah. um, it's awesome because it's really given me a crazy inside look into the cannabis industry. But Mike is here with us. Mike is Skyping in. Mike, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you guys doing tonight? We're, we're doing really good, man. Thanks awesome. for come doing this. Thanks for running out and buying a USB microphone. So oh my you can God. Do this. I'm uh, sorry. No problem, man. It's cool. I'll take it to the shop. We'll use it again. Cool, cool. Well, we've yeah. ne- we've never skyped in anybody before, so I think this is and it sounds cool. So yeah. I'm excited yeah. to hear how it all plays out. So, like I said, Mike has uh, owns High Life Creative in Denver, Colorado, and also SoPoint. So, Mike, can you tell us a little bit about like where you came from, how you started it, and what the difference between High Life and SoPoint is? Yes, sir. So, I grew up in the Midwest, uh, McPherson, Kansas, specifically. Went to school in Hayes, Kansas, for graphic design. Graduated from Fort Hayes State. Uh, moved to Colorado. I ended up working at a sign shop, sweeping floors, uh, but eventually kind of learned everything there, um, you know, from all the production, printing, laminating into design. And I had a design degree coming out of Fort Hayes. So it's all a really interesting process. About two and a half years into it, uh, ended out, ended up being out on our own. And um, we were doing lots of uh, large format graphic design and wrapping vehicles. Uh, is this in Colorado or in Kansas? This is all in Colorado. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. it's all, all Denver relative. Yes, sir. I have a question about Kansas. So you said you went to school in Fort Hayes because when Catherine and I drive through Kansas to go see my sister in Missouri, where I'm from, we're afraid we go right. We are afraid. And then we also go through Fort Hayes. Isn't like Bob Dole from Fort Hayes? What? No, he's from Russell. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Thirty minutes down the, down the road, he's got a sign dedicated to him. That's right. Nice. That's right. Yeah, this is like a home of Bob Dole or childhood home of Bob Dole or something. Right. Like that. You always see that, and you always see there's like some museum. Isn't there like a dinosaur museum or something like that? In Kansas? Yeah, in Hayes, they that's have right. a. It's actually a really cool museum, man. It's like way bigger than you think it would. But there's been lots of. Uh, 
fossil discoveries and stuff oh, out yeah. in that bet, out yeah. in that area. Yeah. So they do a lot of archaeology archaeological stuff around there yeah that's super cool okay yeah. so then you got to denver like what year was it when you were in denver um 2005 i showed up out here okay wow that's not that long ago i don't think i mean it, it is but it isn't yeah yeah but um i mean it's been long enough that you know so point's gonna turn 10 years old in in december but um when i got out here yeah like i said i just kind of started sweeping floors in a in the sign shop and making banners and posters and things like that. And, uh, that's what eventually led us into, uh, the cannabis community. Cool. It was legalized in what? 2013 or 12? Um, it went medical in 09. And oh, then man. Rack and yeah, 13, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Mike's shop is awesome, by the way. So he's got this great big giant setup, enough of like you can drive cars into it. And then uh, they've one side of it is mostly like set up for production where they'll do like hardcore, like, you know, industrial design stuff where they'll make signs, they'll wrap cars. I mean, you guys are 3M certified, which is a big deal, actually. And then on the yep. other side, they have the ad agency side, which has like a big open seating area with graphic designers. They've got a photo studio, photography, video studio in there. And then in the very back, they've got like a hangout and relax area with couches and cool. giant like mural painted on the wall by a local street artist who's awesome. It's a really cool space. But um, so, yeah. Right, Mike? <laughs> yes, sir. We've had a lot of fun. Do you uh, have a lot of employees? Um, right, right now we have uh, six, but at one point in time, uh, we're a little bit over 15, but um, we've kind of made some moves to kind of scale back and focus on the creative and some of the production work, and um, things just got a little too fast. So mm-hmm. we're kind of choking back and doing a little bit better work, uh, which is nice because that's really what, what started it all. Um so that's been a great time, uh, and the building is super fun. Um, <laughs> having all the cool printers and laser cutters and vinyl plotters and uh, big tables and everything is, is just a great time. And we get to make a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, it is cool. And you know the thing I like the thing about Mike that I like the most is Mike and I share a common love for production. So a lot in the design community today and in the ad agency world, you'll see a lot of people who are very focused on the whole creative process who have no idea what the whole production side of things are. So you could ask an art director, hey, can you show me an idea what that would look like? And they would be hard pressed to draw. I mean, they would probably draw it on a cocktail napkin for you, but they have no idea what it takes to go into, use the actual applications to set it up to print. And it's the whole side of creative that I feel like a lot of people don't think about is like, what's it going to look like when it's actually produced? But Mm -hmm. Mike knows all of that. He's like a master at it, actually. It's a really nice extension of the creative game to understand how things are going to end up once they're produced or what it's going to feel like when it actually gets into somebody's hand or something like that. And since we were kind of born of the of the production game and the hands on fabrication of a lot of stuff and and uh, with our design background and, and we just moved into doing branding and it really took off and, you know, uh, it's it's really nice to have that background in the production because it allows us to get in and help clients with their physical environments, you know, and somebody that can understand the brand 
and his people and, and take that into the environment they actually interact with. Uh, you know, oh. the great benefit of all those production capabilities. Yep. I agreed. So, and then fast, first of all, tell us about the name. So point. So, so point came before high life. What does it mean? So when I was in college, man, my best friend used to tag a lot and he used to tag <laughs> soap was his graffiti name. And, We got into some other extensions and creative outlets, you know, and and that actually kind of led to some paid work. And when we both signed the wall, he signed soap and and I signed points. So they just kind of read together and people kind of just started saying those are soap point murals. Um, So across like the next year, we just dropped the P and it became so point and and that's just something i've just never never been able to get away from man i think even if uh you know things were to ever go real far south man i'm still going to be so point in the basement or something like that (laughs) well that's not going to happen no sir but that's as far as uh (laughs) so then you tattooed on my knuckles so it's nice nice yes mike is like super tattooed you told me that. <laughs> um, I've known that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and then um, High Life came about about a year ago, right? Yeah, we a little bit, probably 14, 15 months ago. Um, you know, we've been in the cannabis industry for quite a few years, and um, we were just looking for a way to separate some of our other clients because we deal with a lot of corporate right. uh, companies that do a lot of wayfinding in large buildings. We represent a large shopping center downtown. Um, and they just didn't necessarily like rubbing elbows with, uh, some of the other work that we were doing. So it kind of made them hard to represent us and stand behind some of the things we were doing for them. So we created the separation and and high life to simply just be a net for, uh, and a specific target for just a cannabis community, man. Like it's definitely something that we've been ahead of in the game, but I think we're finally starting to see some, some break in it. So we're definitely looking forward to the the future that High Life has and, and kind of help bring that marijuana community around to, right. to real marketing and, and design and, and for their consumers to understand that design and brands matter, you know? Yeah. Yep. In fact, that's one of the amazing things that I discovered when I started working with you was coming in and seeing your clients, even in the beginning when I was working with you, like just the depth and of all the different types of uh, dispensaries and product lines that you guys had exposure to. And you knew everything, you know, everything about the beginnings, how it started. And that kind of opened my eyes because I really, you know, my whole side of it has always been the corporate ridiculous side where it's just a lot of like CEOs making decisions, but it was really eye opening to come in and see, you know, a guy who knows like what marketing is and what branding is and trying to, you like bridge that gap to all these like crazy cannabis entrepreneurs who have a lot of money they're starting their businesses and then you're coming in and trying to like say hey branding is important you know and um i loved that i mean that to me is my that's my most favorite part of working with you is seeing all of that like just seeing the process of watching these people like being dumbstruck when <laughs> you're trying to tell them hey did you know it's important to market your product correctly sure, and that, yeah. you know so yeah, um, i think it's yeah go ahead no go ahead yeah man. i think it's real eye-opening to them sometimes you know but they made the first move to simply reach out and uh try to find somebody which shows that at least 
you know, the industry is trying to make a move towards something like that. But we've been sitting back watching for a long, long time and and participating in some of the larger brands that have, have kind of came. And, and one of them has already died again. So to kind of see the birth and death of a brand has really offered us a lot of angles into, um, man, just everything about it and understanding what what these brands could be and kind of where they have to go and where they've been all in the same breath kind of all matter you know so to have that perspective from our part um i think offers a lot of vision that you know a a standard agency or somebody would not be able to have despite their design talents or branding capabilities uh that inside look and and having rode that pony from the beginning to the end and a couple situations is definitely super valuable to us. Totally. I did want to say that I'm getting super stoned over here. David just did a bong rip. Oh my God. I heard it. He's, (laughs) he's drinking. I am drinking. You are also in the cannabis community. Are you using any cannabis tonight? He is. Yep. Um, yeah, I went to a uh, house of dankness tonight. They're one of my favorite dispensaries in town oh. right now. Uh, it's all really hand trimmed, super cared for cannabis that shows up in like a nice nitrogen sealed can. So it's not all dried out and shitty and you know, they grew it right there in the building and stuff. So wow. that's been one of my favorite places to shop in town and they just switched to, uh, they have med now as mm-hmm. well. So they only had a, a few strains available tonight when I was shopping, but I found just what I needed. Uh, I was able to kind of calm so, me down and, and get me ready for this tonight. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it was good. <laughs> I like, you know, I, have I haven't heard of that of, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard of it either. We got to go check it out. Yeah. Man. You should. It's like 49th in Havana. You have to go a little bit out of your way. Yeah, I know that area. I'm actually ironically out there a lot. There's a Chinese uh, buffet restaurant my children love out there. (laughs) That's awesome. It is true. Um, So, wait, I I got two things I want to talk about. But the first one I want to talk about is, so you said you went out and you guys are product because you knew you were going to be doing this. So a lot of times when we talk on this, we talk about the medication aspect of mm-hmm. using cannabis. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually sure. a very huge focus for us. So if you don't mind, if you're if you're open to it, would you be willing to talk about like why you use it and what what it does for you? Absolutely. Um, I'm kind of a very anxious person, man, and and uh, honestly, like I kind of carry a lot of stress around with me, just with you know, kind of having the game, and and I'm the only owner and. You know, just being that kind of uh, solo entrepreneur certainly has its challenges and stresses it brings to the game. So uh, I like to focus on cannabis use just to kind of calm me down. And mm-hmm. um, I stay away from the sativas. That, you know, I'm 36 now. It's not real old, but some of the sativas will get me super anxious. So I kind of head for the heavy indicas and mm-hmm. those things are able to just allowed me to focus and uh, kind of kick the anxiety to the side and uh, just kind of participate in the moment versus like feeling something about it. I don't know if that kind of makes any sense or not, but it just uh, sure. kind of let go, you know? Yeah. Um, sounds like the same experience David has with cannabis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think we've talked about the yeah. similar <laughs> uh, cannabis structures recently. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's nice to hear that though. I mean, I mean, 
you know, in the creative game, you the anxiety and the stress and stuff will definitely cut back on the quality of the product. So to be able to participate in, in the creative moment and the design and things like that mm-hmm. is important. So, you know, I, I don't think you need to walk in there ripped off your ass, but there's definitely a point where uh, being in a certain state of mind can produce more quality work in our field. Absolutely. Agreed. I totally agree. Um. So what are... Okay, so here's a pretty obvious question. So in cannabis marketing, there's obviously two paths you can choose, right? There's like the whole and and Mike, I've said in meetings with you where we've like talked, made fun of this basically. So there's the pot leaf Jamaican naked girl route, and then there's the well thought out actual let's legitimize the whole cannabis industry and make it for real and treat it like an actual product and market it correctly route, right? Yes, sir. There's, yeah, there's probably a few derivatives of all of those, but yeah, I think what we're really seeing in the game right now is kind of the maturity, maturity of the, of the product and some of the brands like finally starting to realize that they have a brand. Um, I don't think that a lot of even knows what marketing really is outside of, you know, we need to be number one on Google or something like this. And, you know, that, that may say something about the origin of the owners in this particular industry. I'm, you know, can't really say for sure, but, um, there's definitely some mistaken concepts of what marketing is and agencies are this, that, and whatever. And, um, it, it, we definitely are seeing a, t- a shift in the tide, though, where people are uh, finally realizing that they have brands. They're affecting the community. They're affecting right. the industry. They're affecting the con- the consumer. You know, they're really teaching people a certain way to do things. And as Colorado is kind of a flagship market yes, yes. for that, um, I think it's super important and it's very pleasing to see. And it's something that some other communities like, you know, there's some stuff happening in California, uh, some really great things happening in Oregon and Washington and stuff. But, you know, it's really nice to see the Colorado community really shaping up and starting to understand that. Becoming more sophisticated. Yeah. Good design matters. Right. I mean, and uh, brands matter. and, And when people begin to start shopping for that and. And the brand loyalty can become more real for a lot of our consumers, which is a lot of time duped in this community. Um, but, you know, as soon as some of those things start gaining more solidity, um, you know, the marketing is going to have more of an effort on it because they're going to be fighting for slivers. Um, they're not going to just be able to sell a bag of weed anymore. So. I've already been saying, I mean, you have so much competition out here in Colorado and all of us women that are buying pot where do you think we're going to go? You know, the, Absolutely. the place that is like ran by stoners and fucking has, you know, Jamaican everything and <laughs> whatever, or like the safe, friendly, like mom and pop, well shop, lit. you know, right. well lit. there's like, you can yeah. see the security and like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then just like discretion too, just like not completely outing yourself as a cannabis brand, like straight out the game, you know, um, yeah. not like there's anything, not like you're hiding anything, but just like, well, I mean, when you're having a pot like, the leaf. Little, like the little pharmacy bag with right. a pot leaf or something on it in your car, you're just, you know, like that's not flattering to anybody. It's just very you. obvious, it's you know, sending the wrong <laughs> message for sure. So we've been big proprietors of kind of just shaking that off and 
you know, these are real businesses and real product with real consumers and real market. And as soon as it, you know, goes something that we can appreciate across the nation, that's going to have a definite effect on it too. But we've definitely been pushing that for man six, seven years now, something like that, probably. Yeah, so it has I'm been with, really nice with to you see all the way. Change um, over time and become God. I was talking just the other day about the beginning, how like you would get stuff from the, from the dispensary medically, like, you know, in those cans that you would bring back the jars yep. and you would recycle them and they would reuse them and everything. And now everybody's got like crazy, like biodegradable shit and like, like vacuum. Well, they're trying shit. to like, separate, right? Yeah. I mean, fucking green turds in the plastic container has been kind of the norm for a long right. time. So I think we're seeing more of this like uh, boutique style shops with a great packaging and they're spending time on it. And for the consumer spending money and being able to be proud of something they're putting on the shelf. And like you said, not look like this typical dipshit stoner or something that's right. got, like, you know, beer cans and like, <laughs> empty pot jars in the backseat of your car or something. You know? Right, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I used to bring in all my jars at one time and I'd have like 55 jars or something all <laughs> like clanging a in a bag. bag and I'd be like, I'm them. so yeah. sorry, you guys. <laughs> That was, that was like every four days. Right, right. <laughs> it's true. Oh. So, Mike, what's the craziest product you've seen, would you say? Like crazy in which, which direction? I think we've seen a, I think we've seen um, crazy in like an educational sense. And then I think there's crazy in the sense that people don't know what they're doing. So, Okay, well, what's both? Can you give an example of both? Well, we're working on a, a project right now that's kind of born from a biotech company. So it's they're dealing in cannabis, but they're not necessarily being a cannabis company, right. but they're marketing a cannabis product. And we're shaping them up to be something that is uh, so far outside of the norm, but it's going to be very trustable and, and caring and wow. deliberate. So. That's going to make a big difference, and I think that's crazy just because this particular client is actually bringing all the information to the table, their experience with dealing with uh, people in the creative industry. Um, so th they have a crazy product in the sense that it's you know it's just outside of the norm, and then for a client, they're really well put together. Um, and then I think the craziest product we've seen is just people not even knowing what their product is and assume <laughs> something that it's not. You know, and, and uh, I think that value statement kind of drags people down a lot. So I think any kind of product based on value in this particular industry right now is narrowing their vision quite a bit. So when, when you say value, you mean like crazy. the most amount for the cheapest amount, right? Yeah, right. Like, yo, get in here and get this wholesale stuff for, right. you know, 100 bucks an ounce or whatever the case may be or, you know, some terrible brown concentrate or something and that's hitting a certain market right and it's that kind of uneducated consumer that um may be doing something on the sideline that's not necessarily legit with the game or they're just uh <laughs> they just don't know we're like know? we know these people yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. yeah, you know what? It's the same people who have club flyers that are glossy, like four by six cards that yeah, with like fucking yeah, <laughs> with naked chicks on it and like uh, you know Stars, blue neon stuff. stuff. Yeah, radiance and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, it's the same thing. But yeah, I, I would say like I'm sure you see your fair share of that. But the funny thing is, is like I like watching you deal with those people. <laughs> because um you know like poor mike has to deal with a lot of difficult people as you can imagine who just like i feel well, like we're all stoners it's true and you know i mean like mike really has to be like well, they're on stoner time you know <laughs> oh my god i can't only imagine you, know? you got it's some rough. i'm i feel well I, I do think that is a value that the high life brings to our particular clientele man is uh like I said, not a lot of these people are experienced with agency life and stuff, and I haven't necessarily been tainted by working for an agency, so I'm not really constricted by right. a lot of those bounds. So yeah. it, we, we let it be agile for them, and we try to answer a lot of their problems for them, which sometimes I think may hang us, but uh, it does kind of make our product a lot more uh personal and we can kind of understand what the client means when they're just kind of sitting there jabbering for a few hours we can sit back and decipher it because we know the community we know what they're trying to do uh right. we're literally living that life you know that's where right. where high life came from right like you know and and it wasn't about being high it was about more about saying hello to the future and and doing the next thing for the for the marijuana community, man. And, and I think everything we're doing for our clients kind of backs that up, especially for the difficult ones. Oh, yeah, totally. I think you do a great job. I mean, like, I feel like you totally get, like, process. And, like, when, when these crazy clients come to you, they don't know what they want you. I think you do a good job of, like, kind of steering them into, like, the funnel. Like, here – here's where you want to go over here and this is what you want to understand. And this is the process you want to follow. And this is the stuff you need to really like understand if you're going to market. Yourself. Like, I think you do a really great job of that. And I know that like it, ma- it makes you like nervous and anxious, but I think you do a great job. And the way you talk to them, I think is great too. So yes, man, well, thank you very much. I super appreciate that. I, I, I just know all these people are visionaries to a certain extent, man. You know, they've had to fight through a lot to still be in the game as the market's mature. They've had a lot more hoops to jump through and a lot more money to pay. And, you know, everybody that's out there is pretty serious. So being able to, to do that, I think, adds value to the situation and, and makes the product better for everybody in the end. Agreed. Mike, do you have anything else you want to say? Um, let's just start here, man, and maybe pick back up on it. I think we've got a whole series of stuff here. <laughs> I, I think it. so, too. We could really talk about it. I mean, there's some specific articles and stuff I think we could talk about, too, because this is starting to finally get some, to get a little bit of press out there, man, and, and it's really starting to happen, so we're excited to be sitting there and ready to go and be relevant, you know, where, mm-hmm. um... I totally agree. I, yeah. um... I told Mike, like, I think he should do a whole, like, pot, marijuana advertising podcast. No one's doing one well, at all. Like well, we should do, like, a I want to. Oh, my God. Some, you've Jesus. seen two, Between Two Ferns or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> we should, like, set up a couple weed plants and just sit there and just, like, talk about stuff that's happening in the industry and articles coming out in a couple of the big magazines and new products and do a couple reviews every now and then. I think it would be killer and we've got the studio you know so yeah yeah that's um, true you it know, would just it would just be hanging out and setting up a fun set and i agree uh, man, hey, hey mike cool. we, we want to do um a meetup 
pretty soon podcast. Can we do it at your place? Sure. Yes. Yay. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool, man. It's nice and quiet over here, man. We get the fucking whole basement just to hang out. It's nice. Right. Um, well, cool. All right. Well, I think that's it. And I will see you tomorrow at 10. Thank you so nice. much. Nice. Are you coming? That's good. was cool that was our first um guest i hope i didn't blow it with coughing all of all of the time you didn't but those he, are the things you don't hear he's so smooth with not coughing coughing's a part of it do you think i could come to work with you sometime and sit on the couches while you're in a meeting uh yeah for and sure I, you can do I that could, tomorrow and i could work do you want to do that tomorrow well i gotta pick up my kids after school i gotta be it's from 10 to 11 well, I gotta be on no, because I gotta go clean the house and I gotta go grocery shopping and I gotta do mom things. That's fine. You can't just hang out. Well, you just said you wanted to hang out. Men with jobs or and whatever. women. There's women. There's ladies. Okay, it'll beat the workforce. Okay, whatever. Anyhow, um, I gotta go be a housewife. And buy okay, well, whenever, whenever you know, we'll do it. You brought it up, so I would love to do it. I really want to do it too. I think it'd be fun. I'd I like, mean, I'll just bring my computer and sit and work. Yeah. His space is amazing. <laughs> what I thought was funny was Mike goes, I go, can we use your space for blowing? He goes, yeah, man, come on over. And it's in my basement. Like, not in your basement. <laughs> I instantly was like, there's a basement? No, there's no basement. You, the basement. We want to go to your office, man. <laughs> so anyway. Um, well, I think, he, I think that was his way of saying no. Maybe you can only be in the basement. Maybe it was. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, that was fun talking to somebody on Skype. But uh, we'll do more of that. You know who else we could have on the show? Who? Dan from Alpenstash. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can do that next. So Growing. anyway, uh, I hope you all like that. We had that would be great for our grow book. Yeah, it would. We'll do it. Um. So I hope everybody liked that. That was our first time doing that. Let us know what you think. If you have any questions for Mike, it sounds like Mike wants to talk more. So let us know. <laughs> what? Okay. Then, yes, that's right. He's right. Good. About he cannabis. Like, let's go. Let's come on. Let's talk. He's ready. He's ready. He needs a podcast. He wants one. What's going on in Dave's Grow? Hi, Dave. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm great. How's your grow? Oh my gosh, it's going great. But the cold, the days are getting colder and the week's getting taller. Winter so, is coming. Yeah. It came. So I got tons of blooming girls out there. Um, and I've got some plants that are hitting the top of my greenhouse. And I, I can't do anything about it. So it's just, it is what it is. And um, yeah, I think we're in the time when we're just going to see how it goes. We're just going to see how it goes. Some of the ladies have full on blooming parts and they're showing their colas. And they're mm. just like, you know, they're like, I don't know, like well, that size. Okay. Like the size of a quarter, maybe. And then um, they're going to get bigger and gianter every day. And Um, gianter? Yeah. And the funny thing is, is it's been so cool and kind of rainy. So the the cocoa doesn't need to be watered as often because it retains more moisture, I guess, because of the atmosphere. Because it's not all like dry and hot. Right. But I will say this. I feel confident in saying this. 
I'm at the, I'm like in flowering, like major flowering, and I have had no bugs, people. And I have cocoa, and my plants are outside in a fucking greenhouse, and it's not like bugs can't get in through the holes and you, shit. Oh, there, you open the, the, all the time. things all the time. There's no bugs. I mean, like, my plants are fucking thriving. I've thrown very few leaves away, and the leaves that I've thrown away have been on the bottom of the plant because they're, like, using all their phosphorus to, um... Is it phosphorus or is it the other stuff? Potassium. It's potassium. They're like um, trying to. They're I like. I fell sh- asleep reading that book. I know. You I did. told everyone. To Catherine's so like. At, Catherine's making an audio version of the Grow Book. I'm over the Grow Book. And I she's just, just like sleeping. I have to go there and shake her up <laughs> and like give her coffee. Wake up! <laughs> Continue recording. <coughs> so we're at the. I mean, the book is kind of done. It's gonna sounds like it's gonna have to have a bit of a rewrite, and then um, it's the the podcast episodes. Are this done. is really hard. When it's you, hard when you have because you want it to be perfect, and you can always find and there are yeah. okay many multitudes. I mean, of I could keep. I mean, I could just say it's not good enough forever. She could, but we're not gonna let her do that. <sighs> Because if you go online and you read any other grow guide out there, they're written in crayon, you know, with backwards. the K's are backwards, <laughs> oh you know, I mean, like they're, it's fine. We're going to be like just, corn? it's the corn edition. It's the no, corn that's, edition. That's the R, sorry. Is it? Yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, backwards R. so yeah, don't worry about it. But I anyway, knew, back to my grow with a corn tattoo. Oh, okay. Wait, you didn't have a corn tattoo. No, but I do a girl at high school with one. Um, so anyway, the grow's going really good. Yes. So it's cold out there. We're just, it's thriving. We will love corn. We're going to see what, I don't love corn. <laughs> I love eating corn. I Me think, too. I think corn as a, is it a vegetable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a shitty one. <laughs> I mean, it has it zero nutrition. <laughs> anyway. I don't think it counts. I like corn. Um, but my plants are doing good. So oh, that's so all I got to say is that they're doing good. I give them another like three weeks. No bugs. No bugs. Some Three weeks. We're in October. Baby, I know. I mean, like, I think we might go into November. <laughs> Let's pray it doesn't snow. But if it does, I'll throw a fucking heater out there. I'm wired up for it. So I'm There's no other option. You can't like bring them in. No. They're too tall. They've outgrown my tents. <laughs> so I mean, oh like, it's God. just it's pointless. <laughs> so, so they're just like weird, ex- obscenely tall teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> With cracking voice. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Mr. David. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I don't at this point I don't care. I'm gonna start an indoor grow. Um I'm my main thing now is I've got all the nutrients I could ever need in my entire life until I die. Because oh Botanic Air sent me like 90 gallons of nutrients. It was a four hundred and thirty some pound delivery from a truck, like yeah. a semi fucking truck in our court. Yes. So Botanic Air Dumping has dropped lots of nutrients. A pallet of nutrients and cocoa, but mostly nutrients. I and it's FBI doesn't raid us. Or why anything. would they? I'm growing bell peppers. I'm a bell, bell pepper connoisseur. Well, you have enough nutrients to be <laughs> growing, you know, forever. Quite an operation. Um, so, yeah, I've got many gallons, many gallons <laughs> of nutrients. <laughs> Thank you, Botanicary. Um, seriously. But it's, um, it's pretty funny. I'm hooked up. So all I need now, my quest now is to find there's a guy in town who's moved here from New York who created the strange star dog. Okay. <coughs> I think he created Kim dog, too. But um, I 
<laughs> Which I've been smoking, and it's the real stuff. I, that's the bonfire guy got his seeds from that guy. So um, I'm trying to track this guy down and make him acknowledge my existence on Instagram. So but I can. He's he just, yeah, like, so he gave away seeds at the, in Longmont uh, last weekend, but I was like, I can't go up to Longmont and get first seeds with my kids. So I, I got to track this guy down and I get. Guess you didn't want those seeds. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. So anyway, I got to figure it out. I'm going to get them though. And I'm going to do an amazing grow. And then check this out. I've got two. Holy shit. I've got a phone call with um, Black Dog Lights tomorrow or the next day. And um, they're in Boulder and they make the best LED lights money can buy. However, I have another uh, LED grow light company who also wants to send me a couple to test. Can't wait. I hope I get it. I'll tell you about them. They're Cobb Cree LED lights. Anyway, um, that's what's going on in my grow. That's what's going on in his grow. Okay. Hey. So today's episode I thought was fun. I'd like to do it, something like that again. Is it time to close it up? It's time to close it up. So what are we going to do now? We're going to eat dinner, but I don't know what the... F- but wait, no. We got to do Ask This Dinner, Mom. We're going to do Ask This then we got to eat. And it's going to be late. It's going to be at least an hour later. It's probably going to be cheeseburgers. Okay. So Stop. cheese cheeseburgers for us tonight. <laughs> Ask the Stoner Mom's next. We gotta we're on, we're just busting our asses. We're recording There's no kids shit for constantly. How many hours? It was from I don't have to take my kids to school tomorrow. Oh my god. So we can stay up all night and do this. Yeah. Right. Do that to me one more time. Sorry. Captain and Tenille. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, why don't you say what you say at the end Mom of this? Mom and Dad of Stone is made by us, David and Catherine. You can learn more about us at www.stonermom.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And yeah, give us a five-star rating, please. Please, 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 please. And buy our grow book when it comes out. Whatever. We're not even going to start on that yet. We're not? No. We're going to get this out. And then we'll do that. But whatever. Love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Until next week, be safe, be responsible, always be kind, and smoke weed every day. Bye. Bye.